welcome to Age of Minority, a podcast for youth about the gospel. I am your host, Jaquel, here with my co-host, pastor, and dad, Sean. Uh, Once again, virtually, virtually not in person, but in spirit. We're we're together online, and that's good enough, isn't it? That's the same as gathering together, isn't it? Basically, I mean, there's video involved, too, so we have audio and video. Here we are. Why don't, we even ever, why don't we even ever get together in person anymore if we can just get together online? Great question. Anyways, Dad, uh, what's what's new with you? What's up with you? We talked about uh, me last week. What's new with you? What is new with me? Well, I mean, besides, uh, hmm, what is new with me? Hmm, I don't know. Haha, <laughs> you Yeesh. sucker. You always do this to me, and then I'm like, I, know, it's so uh, true. Uh, I don't know, life, and now yeah. I have beat you at your own game. You did. Well done. Well, um... Things are good with me. Good. Good. Wow. I think I guess I'm on holidays when this episode drops, am I? Yes. Yes. Hey, you and me both. Oh yeah, that's right. You're you're slacking off for a while too, taking yeah, holidays. Yeah, I have a week off. Well, so yeah, that that will be fun. I'm looking forward to hanging around and doing who knows what, reading lots and yep. hanging out. But other than that, I mean you know hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, this I, is I totally riveting content for our listeners. Clearly, clearly. I, I think know. that's quite obvious. Um, what's going on with you? <laughs> oh <laughs> See? my goodness. See, that's how you do it. You just this basically got terrible. nothing to say, so you just turn it around to the other person. Terrible. We haven't seen we haven't talked in a while. What's what's new? <sighs> I know. Um anything I... new in the theolo- theological world with you? Well, we have to talk about our book that we're reading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we uh, yeah we gotta talk Let's about t- it. tell our listeners about that about the book that you and I are reading together. Well, I think we did mention it a, a while ago. I'm trying to remember what context it was in. Oh, I think it was when we were talking about uh, always reforming and and in our one of our reformation oh, episodes yeah. about wanting right. to uh, learn and grow and continually like test our beliefs and whatnot. And so even though we uh, do consider ourselves committed Calvinists, we are reading a book mm-hmm. uh, by a very committed committed Arminian, Roger Olson, who, mm-hmm. he he seems like a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> well, seems, most of the time. Seems, seems, not incredibly consistent, but seems nice enough, like, I guess. Uh, I, I, I would like him in person. I don't know. It's just like the vibe yeah, I get. He just seems like a nice probably. older gent. A nice older yeah. gent. Yeah. Um, and he's he's a smart, articulate guy, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, we disagree with m- most things in this Pretty book. Pretty much everything. <laughs> Yes, yes, we're reading. Uh, yeah, Arminianism, uh, myths and realities together. Is but that what it's, it's been. I, I believe so. Yeah. Oh no! Oh. That, whoa, deja vu to when yeah. you were talking about the the recovering. I think it's called like Arminian heritage. theology or something like that, isn't it? Well, you know what? Now I'm just gonna luck. Okay, oh. I I can't take this pressure. This not knowing. Well, uh, okay. Look here, we compromise. Arminian okay. theology explained. Arminian theology, myths, and realities. Okay. Okay, so All just right. meld the two oh, together and we got go. it. Huh. Yeah. There you go. Fun yeah, stuff. so we do have to talk about that because you did send me a series of like ten texts about it. Yeah. Uh, but but I was good. I thought. Yeah, yeah, they were good. I was sleeping, unfortunately, when you yeah. sent me those texts because it was like, I mean, after ten o'clock at night, what do you think I am? Some kind of party animal? That's when I do um, my best thinking when you're asleep. Yeah, but I uh, did underline a f- multiple things that I do want to talk about. So, but not not no. on air. We don't need to hash this no. all out on air. But we do need to talk about it. But that last chapter ripped me, man. I was so mad when I was reading that chapter because yes, I was just were. so like, no, no, you can't say these things, dude. Anyway, 
it's been fun. It's been lots of fun. So what, what else? Any any other theological interesting stuff? What are you reading these days? Any good stuff? Um, not I'm not reading a ton right now. I'm reading the book with Mum, uh, Becoming Elizabeth Elliot, which oh, yeah. that is uh, that book has got a lot of press in the Christian <laughs> world. I have man have heard so many people talking about that book. So I'm I'm excited to get into it. And Elizabeth Elliot, she is someone who is who is very interesting. Oh yeah, <laughs> very interesting. She doesn't mess around. She doesn't mess around, and frankly, she doesn't seem, well, she, her biographer says this quite plainly, she was not an especially warm and fuzzy person. Mm -hmm. She wasn't, uh, you know, to um, publicly, uh, explicitly emotional. Um, She was kind of tough as nails, which if you know anything about her life story, Mm -hmm. uh, it fits, but also just her personality in general seems... Like she was, yeah, not a, not a, not a super warm person. There, there's a quote that's been going around the interwebs lately, and it has something to do with her talking about children losing their childhood or not enjoying their childhood or something like that. I didn't read it, but I just saw it going around. And the reason I noticed it was because two different Facebook friends that are about as different as they could possibly be both posted it, and hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But anyway, well, you know, that is something interesting about Elizabeth Elliot in general. All Christians <laughs> love her, even yeah. though she she had some very strong beliefs that different camps would very staunchly mm-hmm. disagree with. And I don't know what it is about, maybe it's something to do with our current climate of mm-hmm. both the church and politics, or whether it's something about the way people communicated mm-hmm. 50 or 100 years ago. But I don't know, there's just so much polarization today, even around different different believers speaking and writing, but everybody loves Elizabeth Elliot. Mm -hmm. It's true. Hey, your, your video totally came around. You're much clearer now. You're not pixelated anymore. Here I am. (laughs) Not our listeners can see. You're a little glitchy, but you're not pixelated. It's like, wow. Hey, there you are. Wow. Well, welcome to the, I mean, early 21st century. I'm looking at your bookcase there. Mm, there Yeah. Can you see the bookshelves sagging under the Mm, book? It's a cheap bookshelf and we have way too many books. So. Yeah, you, you know, I'll give you a secret on how to fix those sagging shelves. How do you do it? You flip them over. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. <laughs> that, see, look, if we have just the cheapest, cruddiest bookshelves, but it doesn't matter because when know. we move into our house, Joe is going to build me built-in bookshelves, yep. and it's going to be us beautiful. He better make us built-in bookshelves, too. Okay, well, hey, well, that's going to be quite a bit extra, so we'll what? have to consider that in your quote. I mean, really exorbitantly expensive. We'll, listen, we'll pay. We'll pay. You know, we believe well, that those bookshelves will glorify God, so we can get any bookshelves we want. Yeah, bookshelves and your soaker tub. Those are your two exactly. two priorities, two big investments in the house. And my office that Joe's building me in my own private office. Yes, everybody I got to... that, that I don't have to drive all the way to the church. I can just go out and take like 30 steps out of my back back door and I can be in my own space man it's yeah. gonna be a man cave slash office I cannot wait yeah which will be really nice for you because you and mom both work from home and she will have an office in, in yes. your house and so it'll be nice that you will you'll get your own space too because here in my in our apartment guess where my office is uh, the dining room table. That's at the table, your man. That's it. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I move to the couch. You know, I, I sometimes I hit the balcony. You know, it's crazy, but I have no space. Well, I'm about to lose my office because of the birth of our second child, which means three bedrooms, you lose that office. But I'm talking to Joe. I I saw this video of these people who are building a 
crazy it's a crazy house it's excessive in many ways but it's it's super cool and one thing they're doing is they're building a a big window seat um underneath the windows in their bedroom and then they have it cushioned and then underneath it they have store like cabinet storage and shelving Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so joe's trying to figure out if he can if he can build it for me in our room because i Mm. i anticipate that uh, (laughs) our room is probably where i'm gonna end up doing a fair bit of my work uh, when i have two children I sent I sent your husband some videos last night. With oh, some, uh, I know. With some inspiration for my office. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> some oh, colors I heard about and that. wood ideas and. Mm, yes, mm, he was mm, asking mm. my opinion today on uh, window placement and whatnot, and mm. I was like, "No, you just you need to ask Dad." But he's he wants to put the fl- put the floor down or the foundation, and then get you to come out, and then you can actually stand there and be like, "This, <laughs> what do you think about this going here and this going here?" <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, well stuff. L- lots to be thankful for, isn't there? I, just, just I, so much. Chikel, I am so grateful for your husband and that he's building me an office. I'm grateful for so many things right now. I, well, I'm, I'm so grateful that I could talk about gratitude for probably 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, why don't we just do that right now? <laughs> All right, let's have a casual conversation about gratitude. I mean, because like what the what those crazy Americans celebrated Thanksgiving or something because they don't know that the Thanksgiving is in October. <laughs> Not November. What's yeah, exactly. With exactly. So it's it's. I mean, can you never can you never not talk about no? Can you never ever never that ever, got convoluted? Never, can you ta- what? Can you talk about gratitude too much? No. Like no, that, you that, cannot. That's who we are. If you're a Christian, your entire life is a life of gratitude. I mean, we could have an episode on gratitude every single week. You know what? Maybe that's just what we should change this podcast to, a podcast all about gratitude. Well, there is an increasingly common practice among not just Christians, but non-Christians, which is another issue to do with gratitude, uh, but mm-hmm. writing down things you're grateful for every single yeah, day. People do that on the social media things. I see that. Yeah. Is- now- yeah, well, the thing I was just going to say about non-Christians is grat- what's so interesting about that is that gratitude just in, in and of itself has been known, I mean, it's been studied and scienced and all this stuff, to have such a startling effect on your your mental state, on how you view others, on how you view yourself, that it's it's like one of those, those virtues that non-Christians celebrate too. Okay, so actually, seeing as you just brought that up, let's start on that because, like, I, I've kind of, you, you, I'm sure you've heard me say this before when when I talk about atheists being grateful, and it's kind of like, but who are you grateful to, right? Mm-hmm. But can you be grateful without your gratitude being directed towards some other source? Like, is I mean, is that just kind of a kitschy thing, kind of a gotcha thing for atheists, or is there, like? Uh, Obviously, there's some truth to that. But what what do you think about that? Yeah, well, it depends because I think some people would say like, oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my family. And they, and they would say, I mean, there's even kind of jokes about this that it's like, well, really, that means I'm grateful to, to them for existing. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. but, but that doesn't make like their existence did not depend on them. Um, and then right. and even when it comes to like, oh, I'm grateful for this meal, this Thanksgiving yeah. meal, or I'm grateful for the stuff I have when they're sharing the things they're grateful for. It, it does seem somewhat disconcerting because there is no foundation of their gratitude where it's going. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe it's inconsistent, but 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 uh, I mean, like, I guess the 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 question becomes like, what does it mean to be grateful? Like, can, can you you know, can you just be grateful, or does gratitude need to be directed towards something? And I I think like technically, it sort of has to be directed towards something. I think. Yeah. Like like because otherwise like. I, I'm 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 honestly trying to think about this because, like I say, I've I've talked I've said that many times, and I want to be sure that there is truth to it. And I think there is because if you're grat- if you're not grateful to someone for something, then you're not really gr- grateful. You're just happy, aren't mm-hmm. you? I think that's yeah. it. Like you're you're happy you have a family. You're happy that you have this meal, but you're not in fact grateful because. If you don't believe in God, then who are you grateful to? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think a a part of it is because Christians, when we think about gratitude or saying what we're grateful for, we could interchangeably say, uh, talking about our blessings, what, what what we've been given, what we've been gifted. And I did just look up on the dictionary. So the dictionary definition of gratitude is so helpful dictionary the quality of being thankful uh but but then it says readiness readiness to show appreciation for yes and, and then and then uh, this would be on a human level but and also to return kindness which okay. is kind of an interesting angle but but it's it's that element of showing appreciation to mm-hmm. for something and, mm-hmm. and and if you don't believe in god then who are you appreciative to uh yeah, well, it reminds I mean, I, me of, I mean, when bad things happen, you know, what what do they say? They say, you know, send send thoughts and good feelings, right. like, right. out into the atmosphere. It, it just, right. they, like, they need something. What good does that do? Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's like, there is something within our hearts that knows we owe a debt of gratitude <laughs> to someone bigger than us. Okay, so this, it, this is an interesting point, because you and I were just talking about a podcast that I sent to you to listen to, that a member of our church sent to me to listen to, and it was on the rise of the nuns, this group of people that identify themselves as none, no religion. N-O-N-E-S. What is your religion? Yeah, what is your religion? Uh, the answer is, you know, this, that, or none. Uh, and, and so increasingly, the number of nuns is going up. Uh, it, it's increasing uh, over the years, and so so uh, on that podcast, on that uh, episode, I it was uh, what was the podcast? What was it called? It was something to do with manliness. Uh, the, the art, art of, of manliness. manliness. Yeah. Anyway, interviewed this guy who wrote this book on the nuns, and and he was talking about atheists, and I'm not maybe I'd heard of this, but I don't really recall. But there was these a, a bunch of atheists, and they started having quote unquote church services where they would get together and they would sing secular songs, and they would you know somebody would get up and have a speech, and it would be very much like a church service, but uh, it failed. And they all fell apart. And the the person who wrote this book had some theories on why that is. But Jaquel and I had other theories on why that mm. is. And it's because they were trying to duplicate the community of God's people. And there is nothing like the community of God's people. Because when we gather together, we're worshiping. We're showing our gratitude towards God. And, and so there's something much more significant about that than a bunch of people getting together and singing some secular songs. And, and, and so I, it's just, you know, there again, they're, they're grateful, but to whom? This being that they deny. Mm, mm, it's true. So. But there is, yeah, like I said, there, there's something that just echoes in the human heart that wants to worship. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> We're we created know, to worship. We know there's something bigger than us. We, we're created to direct our gratitude towards our creator. Mm. 
right? And 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 so that's it. Now let me. Uh, there's something that I definitely want to talk about today because we we on our last episode we talked about money and and I indicated to you that if I'm not on guard against that I slide into greed, and and I think that when it comes to this whole gratitude thing, it's the same thing for us. I think that a lot of times we don't realize that we're not being grateful. But what are some things we need to be on guard against? uh that that we might be lacking in the area of gratitude right right yeah so it is so funny because we just talk about that it's like oh we're we're made we're made to worship our hearts just naturally cry out with a kind of some kind of gratitude or expressing worship yet for christians this is something that we are not disciplined about we do so often it, it just slips past our minds and like you said like there's a lot of different issues that we deal with that can contribute to this. The first one I was thinking uh, is discontentment. Uh, when okay. when we are thinking more about what we do not have, when we are, um, when, when we or, are or dissatisfied. Or what we don't like. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like it, it's hard. Like, I don't want to say, like, if you're unhappy in life, because sometimes there are legit reasons to be unhappy. But if you are blaming God, if you are upset at God, if you are not at peace with the circumstances that you are in or the lot that you have been given, um, that's usually a sign that you you need more gratitude in your life. You need to spend more time reflecting with thankfulness on what God has done in your life. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's probably the primary thing is, is are you more focused on the things you don't like in your life than on the things that you do like? Because I mean, like you said, there's lots of things that come into our lives that we don't like and we, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't necessarily like such things. You know, I mean, if, if we're facing, you know, let's just say, for example, you're facing some kind of slander from some individual, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, it's like you shouldn't like that but but are you more focused on the things that you don't like than the things that you do like or i guess the other issue would be is are you not resting in the sovereignty of god in the midst of the things that you don't like yeah exactly yeah because okay so i saw a post the other night that i was ranting about to joe because i was like this is just a terrible post but we were talking about the the seed of truth behind it or how it could have been worded better and the, the post was the gist of it was uh, count your blessings because your life is somebody else's fairy tale. And it's like, oh. <laughs> okay, that you can't just say that to people. All right. You can't just say that to people that may be experiencing suffering that you don't know about or that's different, no. that that's a fantasy life that's for dumb. some people. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's worded so poorly. However, it could have been worded much more effectively if it if you're it's really getting to the root of like count count your blessings we are more blessed than we realize right like that (laughs) that's the issue when we are discontent we're we're not recognizing we're not being aware of all the things god has abundantly placed in our lives and that doesn't mean we have to say oh this bad stuff is good it means we need to say hey all this good stuff that also exists it is good and we can still be grateful yeah for all that god has has done for us which are you know are innumerable things yeah, I, I think one of the other things, it, it, uh, when I think about gratitude, it makes me think about how uh, one of the members of our church always responds when I ask him how he's doing or, or how things going. He always says better than I deserve. Mm. Right. But but I think that's one of the issues is that we think that we deserve 
a lot of things when we ought to realize that we don't deserve Jack. Yeah. Like we, we literally do not deserve anything. We deserve our lives to end immediately and spend an eternity in, in wrath, like receiving God's wrath. And I don't say that lightly. Like, I think that we really lose sight of that, that we don't deserve anything. Oh, yeah. Like that quote on your Facebook banner, like every breath <laughs> is, right. is a mercy of God. Like every breath, right. your very life you owe to God. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think we dwell on that near, near, I know I don't no. dwell on that uh, nearly enough. Like I need to be reminded of that. Like you just don't deserve anything. And so like everything is gravy in one sense. Mm. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, and, and so often with gratitude, we do kind of think about our, our physical blessings as like, oh, count your blessings. Well, I right. have a nice uh, house. I have running water and electricity, which yes, are all blessings. Right. But let's take a step back and go to our spiritual blessings, right? Yeah. Like, we we have been adopted into God's family. We are in Christ. We, you know, we have been justified. We are being sanctified. We have the spirit. Like, whoa, just spend a few minutes dwelling on that to fuel your gratitude. That That is such a great point because, like, you think about Paul's letters, right? How much does Paul say about stuff? He Not says very, much. very little about stuff, but what does he say about our spiritual blessings? I mean, that's what he he focuses on. So that is a really, really good point. And that's why, you know, that's why I think people who have gratitude issues, uh, which it, of course is all of us, but, but, you know, people who, who find themselves struggling with it need to spend some time, like either in the first three chapters of Ephesians or in Romans chapter eight, something like that, just to be, bring them back. Because, and, and even if like, even if they've got things going in their life that, that, that aren't good, mm-hmm. I think that's when we really need to, press into who we are in Christ and the blessings that we have in Christ, because that that's where that's got to be more to us than mm. everything else, right? Like, like you think about Paul in, uh, I think it's Philippians 4, when he's talking about, you know, everything else is rubbish right. uh, apart from Christ. And it's like, you know, he's not saying that he doesn't enjoy the other blessings in life because otherwise that would be very ungodly. But yeah. w- what he's saying is that Christ is everything like, and his relationship with Christ and the things he has, uh, the the gifts he's received in Christ, that's what he's so focused on yeah exactly and and you bring up paul just made me think when he expresses gratitude so often and in so many of his letters what were the circumstances of his life well half the time he was in prison or maybe he had just been beaten and shipwrecked like his his life was not one full of material comforts and blessings yet that man knew so much gratitude and and also so much suffering like somehow yeah they can go together, like they should go together. And I think that's very true. When I think of some of the the most spiritual people I know who have walked through deep suffering, mm-hmm. they have this gratitude <laughs> to God that is right. so much deeper than, than the gratitude I feel. And often it is for, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of stuff at the moment, or maybe they haven't been able to experience a lot of, you know, life's quote unquote pleasures, but they have this joy in Christ that that supersedes everything else and that like that's what makes them so grateful so so basically what you're saying is that gratitude and obedience are inextricably connected absolutely so if you're lacking in gratitude towards god that it's probably likely that you're lacking in obedience in areas of your life as well 
Well, yeah, I mean, we started with with discontentment, oh. and there's all different yeah. areas we could go into, you know, envy, greed, all these other things sure. that are, are signs of ingratitude. But mm-hmm. at the heart of it, it is disobedience. We are commanded to be grateful. We have mm-hmm. every reason in the world to be grateful. And when when we don't, we we are disobeying. <laughs> we are disobeying the, the God who created us and has given us countless, countless good things. Yeah, so so whether you've been given much in this world or little, like whether you have a full table, uh, a Thanksgiving dinner, or an empty table, or whether you don't have a table at Thanksgiving dinner, if you are a Christian, then you have every reason to be grateful to God. Hmm. And 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 that you know, I mentioned Philippians four ten, and I think it's a great place to go because it's it's a verse that's taken out of context so often. In Philippians four verse ten, Paul says, "I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity." He then goes on to say, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Uh, notice there, he's learned contentment, mm-hmm. right? And then he says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in every any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? What, what a great verse. Like, in other words, you can learn to be content in every situation if you will trust in the Lord and direct your worship towards him. Yes, and ask him for gratitude, okay? If you're having right. a if you're having trouble right. being grateful, you know, the Lord says oh, he will yes. if you ask for wisdom, he will provide it. And so you go to him and and you repent of your ingratitude and you cry out and, and ask him to increase your gratitude and your worship. Well, and, and isn't that isn't that the case? Like you th- you think about situations like, you know, you, you both you and I have experienced significant amounts of suffering and i'm not comparing it to anybody else but we've experienced suffering and tell me jaquel i suspect that like me you've been in situations where you're like i i just got nothing like i i I don't know how anybody can be grateful in this situation what you're basically saying is that you don't have the power to be grateful right and so exactly what you said if you want the strength to be grateful to god in the midst of any circumstance you need to ask him for that strength because that like when you see people like you said people that that endure uh, extreme amounts of suffering you're wondering how are they so grateful Right. When, when you think like you have so much more than them, well, it's not the strength of them themselves. It's yeah. the strength given them by God. And so if we want the strength to be great, grateful to God and in all things, we need to ask him for it and rely on him. So, yeah. And he promises I, I, he promises that he will provide it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the best note to end on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all ought to pray for strength to be grateful to God in all circumstances. Amen. So there you go. Where can people find us on the interwebs if they want to? Well, they can go to if our If they're grateful website. for us. Well, <laughs> for sure. I mean, they can go to our website, ageofminority.com, leave us a nice little comment. They can email us at jaquellershawn at ageofminority.com, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if they are really, really grateful, then they can head over to Apple iTunes, leave us an honest five-star rating and review. And you know what? We would be so grateful to them for that. So we could have a circle of gratitude going it's, it's on gratitude. Here. It's gratitude everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jaquel. Well, I am grateful for you, and I'm grateful for this uh, episode. Likewise. And for the technology we had to, uh, to record it. But uh, until next week. This has been Age of Minority.